ready? I'm ready. It's going. All right. All right. Welcome everybody to the Villa House Podcast. I'm your co-host. <laughs> that did not sound right at all. Why? You don't always have to be the one who yes, introduces. Yes, I do. <laughs> Why? Sometimes it can be me. No, it has to be me. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> all right, then do it. Welcome everybody to the Villa House Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, the host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. I said my last name weird. Cruz Robbie Villanueva. See, you got me all flustered now. I don't even want. To. <sighs> alongside Are you my growl, yeah, Is that alongside what my fucking co-host. <laughs> that wasn't nice. Holly Nicole Villanueva. Hello. What's up, babes? <laughs> You've been hostile all day. What is going on? Oh, with you? we started off on a bad foot here. Is it your time of the month? Wrong foot. You're trying to steal my intro, stealing my thunder. I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> you, you are. Oh, I don't man. know who you think you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. All right. So welcome, everybody, to another episode. Here we are. Sunday another Sunday night. night <laughs> another fucking episode. Putting it out. Yeah. Uh. So for those of you that don't know. Oh, I hate when this damn laptop does this. All right, sorry. So, all our listeners know that we're in the Air Force, and if this is your first time listening, we are both in the Air Force, all right? That's what we do for a living. And today marks the 14-year anniversary of Holly being in the Air Force. Ooh. Congrats. Where's time to go? Thanks. Uh, something is pulling on my cord. I'm like, God, I oh, cannot said. get my life straight here that's what he said question mark <laughs> <laughs> all right 14 years and go oh man it's been a wild ride i think it just like uh it catches me off guard like i knew today was my 14 year anniversary leading up to it um just because it's all right sorry about that we got uh disconnected the laptop shifted a little bit and it got disconnected, but we're back, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, you left off. Your anniversary uh, is in August today, so August twenty second. This is your fourteen year Air Force anniversary. Yeah, and I knew like leading up to it um, that it was almost my Air Force anniversary, but today we went to Walmart to get some of the school supplies that inevitably come after school starts. <laughs> So Braylon had a list of all the stuff she needs for art class. We went to Walmart today to get that. And then at Starbucks, I don't know like what triggered it, but we were ordering coffee on the way home. And um, it just like, oh shit, today's, uh, it's been 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that randomly. I don't know why I was thinking that your, your anniversary was on your birthday. Mm -mm. I was on, I was in week zero, day two barely learning how to figure out basic training the day I turned 18. Yeah. So your um, birthday's in two days. Yep. So I, I, uh, I sh- experienced my 18 year old birthday in basic training. Um, it's the day we got our shots. We went through the shot line in basic training. Mm. Um, it was a wild ride, but I am so thankful that, uh, that I joined 14 years ago. So it's been, um, it's hard to think about it really like that it's been 14 years because it seems like I've been in the Air Force for like ever, but also like 
saying 14 years sounds excessive. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time for, yeah. for anything, 14 years. Uh, every time I look at like how long I've been in the Air Force uh, and I, I look back at like how long I was in school, you know, from kinder to, to your senior year in high school, it's 12 years, 12, 13 years, right? Yeah. Somewhere around there. We've been in the Air Force for longer than that. And that span of time, like from kindergarten to your senior year of high school, seems like forever and so much shit happens. Yeah. It's because you like grow into a full person. Um, like you just come into yourself, I guess. Yeah. But it's like looking back when I was 17 year old, 17 years old, I had no idea what life was or what like life had in store for me. Um and definitely didn't expect to be like where I'm at today, yeah. you know. I mean, I knew like I wanted a family, I wanted to go to college, I wanted to like in my mind I was going to be in the military for 6 years. I was going to go to school, they were going to pay for it and I was going to call it a day. Um but one thing leads to another and and here we are. So, um yeah, I don't it's crazy. It's mind blowing. And we were talking about it earlier today, but you know, and I left home when I was 17 years old. So in three years, I will have been in the air force as long as my entire life was before I joined the air force. And that's crazy to me to like, think about it like that. Um, but man, six years to retirement. What, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. I'm telling you, you're going to hit your 20 year mark and then you're going to be putting on more rank. It's like, uh, you know, let's just do a couple more years. You know, the thing that gets me is, um, and I don't know, like, I, I normally don't say it out loud because it just sounds like I'm being cocky and I'm really not, but like some people barely figure out what they're doing with their life by like their mid thirties and I'm going to be like retired from a full 20 year career. Yeah, that's uh at 37 years old it's it's nuts to me. Yeah, so people that are retiring from the military, those that joined early on, you have some people that joined late like they're in their late 20s, even early 30s. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but um uh, and everybody does it for different reasons, but for like those of us that joined at an early age, either right out of high school or a few years out of high school, and you went all the way through to retirement, like you were lucky enough to have a whole career before you try to figure out what you wanted with your life kind of like that's what the military did for me like I just like <clears throat> most people I like you were saying I didn't know what the hell I wanted mm -mm. to do I wasn't sure at, at, like I went to college because that's what everybody says do right hey go to college so you can get a good job okay fine but you, you still got to find what you want to learn about what you want to be as you get older and it, it's very rare that some people are like yes I want to be a doctor or I want to be a sociologist or I would I'd like I want to do this particular thing and this is what I'm going to school for and that they find that at early age for most people that doesn't happen yeah um and the military will set you on a path they'll either set you up whether you do three or four years or six years, it'll set you up with some skills, you know, a trade, uh, it puts money in your pocket. And depending on your experience in the military, you know, you know, like the Army and Marine guys, back when I joined, almost everybody was like deploying left and right. Mm -hmm. And Air Force depends on what you were doing, you would deploy, right? But aside from that, depending on your experience, it may have been like really, really good. Even with the deployments, it may have been really, really good. 
but if you get out after that, like you have some experience, you have some money, you have some school, you got a way to pay for school. You've yep. at that point, you've probably seen the world or different places, met a lot of people and you have some direction at that point. Yeah. And like coming out of high school for most people, you don't have that. Yeah. I mean, I think about it like I'll sometimes get lost in my thoughts on just like where the Air Force has taken me, right? And when I turned 17, like I was graduating high school. So I graduated high school in May of 2007 and I joined the Air Force. I left August 21st and my first day in basic training was August 22nd. So that's like my first official day where I swore in um, to basic training. Well, like just thinking about where the road has taken me, like I never would have gone to the places that I've gone to, had the experiences that I've had. Um, and though the thing that really stands out to me is college because like, obviously if you guys know anything about our story, you know, I'm just like an avid learner. I, I thrive on being in school. Um, but you know, if I just had a, a regular career, I don't think I would have had near as much time, money, chances to get the things that I have now. You know, where, um, like, when I leave, when we leave here, I'll be a certified teacher in Texas, which is nuts to me, like, that I got that experience. But I'm also working on my fifth degree, you know, and so I have two associates, a bachelor's, a master's, and I'm working on my my doctorate right now, but, like just the amount of money that someone would have to pay into getting those degrees and those experiences that I've essentially gotten just based on my benefits from the military. Um, it's crazy to me because I never would have been able to do that if had I not joined the military. Yeah. And you hear all the horror stories about people having to pay back student loans, even the people that didn't finish college like they still have a shitload of student loans and those that were lucky enough to finish you know you still got to pay back all that money and hopefully that degree worked out enough that it got you a good job a well-paying job um i know most of the time it doesn't like you might get it might get your foot in the door to some places but you don't start out getting paid well so and then you have to pay back those loans and you're pretty much fucked the other side of that is like um even if you claim bankruptcy, you still have to pay back those student loans. Yeah, student loans. They do covered. not get erased whatsoever. That's why, I don't know, That that's a scam all in itself. You know, it's crazy to me because there are people joining the military, like students that we have where we teach at, and they're in their mid to late 20s, you know. Um, some of them are, like, I'm 31, so some of them are my age, and they are drowning in debt from student loans, um, they went and got their bachelor's, their master's. I mean, some of them were in school for like eight, nine years and they're, they just can't find work based on what they got their degree in. And I say can't find work, but what I'm saying is they can't find work in the trade that they studied and are trying to like get specifically what they went to school Um, for. And so they're joining the military and they're starting out as these little, like, I say little, but like these brand new to the military airmen. Um, And the money's not good when you're an airman. Like, we'll be honest, it's not great money. Um, And you have these degrees and you're expecting to come in. And yes, you get these, but the military sometimes, very rarely from what I've heard, 
will pay off your student loans, but yeah. like you're coming in and you're making little to no money and you're just joining the military because it's all you can do right now to find a stable work environment for your family. Um, but when the students tell me that, like, man, I got, I just finished my master's and I just, I can't find work anywhere. And the only way to get enough money to pay the debt that I have is, was to join the military. And that's nuts to me. Yeah, that's insane. But that's, I don't know. It's the nature of the beast, I guess. You're just, it's almost like gambling whenever you go to college. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Like you can, if you, if you have scholarships, great. But if you don't, and you're just taking out student loans, it's, uh, just yeah. thinking about it gives me a headache. Have but, you ever looked at the research on like how much money in grants and scholarships go unused every year? Yeah. It just makes me mad. Yeah, it's millions because, upon millions of dollars. Because people just don't know. They're like uneducated on it. That I mean, there's scholarships out there if like your second toe is longer than your first toe. There's scholarships for everything. Yeah. And you can just find them and research them. And you know, it might be... 500 bucks a thousand bucks yeah. but well, and, and that's the thing you had it's some a lot of them are like smaller scholarships but there's no limit to the amount of scholarships yeah. that you can get like if you go to school and you're, you have three or four scholarships like they can all pay for different things all your classes room and board stuff like that yeah but it's just a matter of going out there and searching for the scholarships and then going through the process of applying for them and a lot of them are like the application is fucking long as fuck uh yeah I mean, it's it's definitely an inconvenience to go out there and find these scholarships, but I don't know. We went like way yeah. off track from the military, but <laughs> yeah, but That's cool. Fourteen years in the military, man. It's it's just been uh, a whirlwind. It feels like it's been forever, but it also feels like it's been just a snap. And yeah, time is gone. it's flown by like when you're just like anything else, like when you're going through it, it just seems like it's dragging on and dragging on. But when you look back, it's, it's like, like gone by super yeah. fast. Like, man, I remember just yesterday. It feels like yesterday that I was at my first duty station and, you know, being a stupid airman. <laughs> Chilling in the dorms, doing dumb stuff. Yeah. Being in the dorms and all that nonsense. Like, but yeah, it just flies by. But like uh, the military, I don't know. It's done so much for us yes. in general. And uh, I knew that I was going to come in and do 20 years at a minimum and then yeah. retire simply because I didn't see no, uh, I didn't see a better option. Yeah. Like I didn't realize everything that the military was and everything that I had to offer. I just knew like, Hey, I can probably get into the military and they offer a 20 year retirement plan where they keep yeah. on paying you after you get out. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And that's how I went in with that mindset. Um, I don't know. I just think I'm at a point in my career where there's so many things I want to do that I can't do because I just haven't made it to that level yet, if yeah. that makes sense. Like there are changes that I would like to see or there are things that I would like to address and it's just out of my realm, right? Um, and so like right now, sitting here today, my heart is set at like on August 22nd in six years, like she gone, right? I'm signing the retirement papers. I'm hanging up the uniform. I'm done. But you know, if I make master this year and senior in two years and chief in six years, you know, maybe, maybe I'll stay in, but, um, I think it would take a, a huge shift 
in my own personal mindset to get there because I think there's so many bigger things outside the military um, that I would like to do, but I also just want stability. Like I want, like not just for myself, but for the kids, especially once they start hitting like, um, like high school age and stuff like that, it, it becomes harder on them. They're, they're still resilient because they've grown up in this lifestyle, but just to be like, you know, hey, it's they're they're about to go into their junior year of high school and we're moving again. They're going into their senior year in high school and we're moving again. And um, and like, granted, I don't think that they would struggle with that. Maybe emotionally, you know, but I think like making friends and thriving, I don't think would be hard on them. But I just, uh, when I think about it and I look into the future and um, I just focus on where life will be in five years, 10 years. Um, I, I see stability that I want, not the continuous change that we've grown so accustomed to. Yeah. And even that can change uh, a few years down the road. Just yeah. like you said, depending on what happens. I mean, maybe we're making huge strides in our career at that point and we're not slowing down. Then why not keep going? Uh, but yeah, that's stability factor. But oh man, like, uh, uh, like I'm, we we've been in uh i'm at six and a half years you're at 14 now like i can't see us just getting out at 20 at 20 years uh for one like at this point our entire adult life has been in the military like this is all we know yes there's a bunch of opportunities out there that if we got out we could jump on um but you go back to it like that's all because of the military yeah like Everything, all the opportunities that I've had or everything that I've been able to do and accomplish started with joining the military. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so it's crazy. And like, I've thought about it before, like, oh man, to retire would be great. Like, uh, I don't have to answer to the military anymore or or none of this. Um, But then I think about not putting on the uniform every day and it like tugs at my heart. Oh yeah, for sure. Like... Sometimes I'll just go down memory lane, right? I feel like everybody does this every once in a while. Like, how did I get to where I am in life? You know, like, you'll see your kids playing or something, and you'll be like, oh, shit, like, I'm totally responsible for these little (laughs) lives, you know? Um, And and it catches you off guard. But I'll think about it, like, back when I was a junior in high school, right? Like, I had no idea what life was, you know? I'm all, like, hanging out with friends, how to break the rules. Like, but my 11th grade year everyone in my school was mandated to take the ASVAB. I think I've talked about this before, but um, the armed services, vocational, aptitude, aptitude battery. battery, yeah. Um, so it's just this test you take. It's based on four different sections or whatever, and it essentially places you where you're going to be at, like what jobs you qualify for in all branches of the military. Um, and as I was taking that test, I remember we were sitting in the auditorium of my high school um, it was all sailors in their dress whites that were administering the test. And some people just wrote their names and bounced. They were like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Um, I, the first question on the test, and anyone who's taken the ASVAB, um, you'll know this, but it's the gear question. Like if this gear turns this way and this gear turns this way, which way will this gear turn? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, no clue. Um, so that part, I think it's like the mechanical part. I was like, this is stupid. And then you get 
to like the general part and the admin part where it's asking you like general knowledge questions and things like that. Um, and I was like, okay, like this wouldn't be too bad. And then I got to like the, the other one, the like the electrical or. Yeah. It's general, uh, electrical, mechanical and administration. Yeah. And so I was at like whatever other part and I ended up like turning the test sideways and I like wrote my name in the bubbles, like Christmas treed my names in them. And then I was like, I'm never joining the military. This is stupid. I had no desire. Um, and then the recruiter was sitting in the lunchroom one day and me and my friend were like, Hey, we'll just go talk to him. Like, let's see what they say. And I talked to him and he kind of like gave me a spiel or whatever. Um, and I talked to the Navy recruiter and my heart was set on like being on submarines. I don't know why I just wanted to be on a submarine. I thought it was the coolest thing. And the Navy was like, yeah, girls can't do submarines. Like she gone. <laughs> so, um, I was like, oh, okay. So I was like checked out from the Navy there and then, um, ended up talking to the Air Force recruiter and like, he's like, Hey, you did exceptional on your ASPAB. You qualify for like all these jobs. Um, and so when I think about that, I'm like, dang, like it went from like me just chilling at lunch my junior year to like, I'm no shit going to be in the Air Force. And then 14 years later, and I think about like my retirement ceremony, right, where you're actually hanging up the uniform and uh, it, it's going to be hard. Like it's by no means going to be like closing a door and walking away, you know, it's going to yeah. be. Like you said, I went from a 17-year-old living at my parents, never having been on my own to, like, being a full-blown adult with, like, bills of my own shit, and I didn't know how to live life. Um, So, it's, I think about it sometimes, like, I don't know life other than being in the military, you know? Like, you went off to college, you had experiences, um, like, you kind of did your own thing for a while, but I never did that, like none of it (laughs) yeah so I kind of I don't know I get lost in thoughts on how do you live life outside of the military like I don't like you just you gain so many of your freedoms back that you don't have before or like while you're in the military and um but at the same time it's like you're just so it's so ingrained in you like the rigor and the structure that I feel like once I get out and I'm in the civilian world, I'm going to go nuts. Like, yeah. ah, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's a, it's still a long ways away to retire. Six years is a long time, but it's also going to go by in a snap. So Yeah, it'll, it'll go by fast. I mean, when I had my reenlistment three years ago, mm-hmm. and it, fuck, it doesn't feel like it's been three years. Yeah. Yeah, it's flown by. I mean, yes. I, I don't know. The military's been good to us. Uh, there has definitely been some shitty times, but uh, all in all, it, it's been worth it. And yeah, you like miss out on some of those uh, freedoms. Uh, like I, ha- I have to shave all the fucking time. Okay, small pi- price to pay uh, for everything that the military has given me. Yeah. You know, we can't live wherever it is that we want. It's wherever we get stationed cool but in the same token like that has taken me to so many other places that if i hadn't joined the military i don't think i would have gone or experienced um hell i don't even think i would have left el paso to be honest and if i did i think it would have been i would have been just a complete failure 
without having some kind of support system like the military? Yeah, so, I mean, like, a lot of you guys know my journey, but for those of you who don't, I grew up, like, kind of bounced around all these cities in Tennessee, but, like, from eighth grade to senior year, I lived in this the tiniest town of Smithville, Tennessee. Smithville. And then um, when I left there, I went to San Antonio for basic training, which is um, the first time that I had ever been away from my family, and the first time I had ever... Like, I had been to Michigan to visit my uncle, but I was with family there. I had been to Florida to go to, like, Daytona Beach, where everybody in Tennessee vacations at in Florida. And then to, like, Myrtle Beach. And those are, like, the extent of my travels, right? Um, and then I go to San Antonio. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I get my first duty station, which is Las Vegas. So I'm 18 years old, stationed in Las Vegas with, like, the whole world in front of me because I've never been allowed to like be a full-blown adult yeah worst worst decision the air force ever made was like let's send all these 18 and 19 year old kids to Las Vegas because that's when they were standing up the RPA squadrons and we were just like influxing Creech and I mean we all showed up and none of us were 21 And in Vegas, you can't do anything unless you're 21. You can't even, like, if you're in the casinos and you're just standing there, like, let me see your ID, you know? So we were just, like, on the strip all the time. Like, we already didn't make any money, and we had to drive a 1,000 miles a day to get to Creech and back home. And it was just, oh, man, I think about it now, and I'm like, what was the Air Force thinking sending all of us 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds to Las Vegas? But like you said, I never – like, in my mind, I would have never traveled and seen the places that I've seen had I not joined the military. Yeah, I think everything I've done uh, has been thanks to the military. Yeah. Uh, and I think now, at, at this point, the military has given me enough where I could leave and be successful on my oh, own. Oh, yeah, for sure. Prior to be- being in the military, that definitely wasn't the case. I flunked out of college. Uh, and then, but I went back to community college to make my grades back up. I was working a dead end job, um, and I had no prospects really. Yeah. Like so, and then I joined the military, and they equipped me with all the shit that I have now, right? So, I think now once we left the military, we'd be able to, to stand on our own feet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's. it's tough to explain but yeah you know after 16 years i would i'm going to find it extremely difficult the day that i leave for the military but i think and this is just me thinking down the road like i think i'm going to hold on as long as i as long as the military would keep me i'm gonna stay in but i I don't know i don't know i think about it like uh i'm ready for retirement to say i'm not ready for it like, and it's crazy to me that I'm 31 years old and I'm like, fuck, I'm ready for retirement, right? Because yeah. people retire when they're like in their 60s, not in their 30s. And so I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be done. But at the same time, like, not yet. Like, I'm not ready to be done just yet. Yeah. I feel like I still can like make make changes and help people. Um, and that's like, do I enjoy my job? Sometimes, not really, like. There's things I would rather be doing, but um, it's the, when people come to me and they're like, hey, Sergeant V, like, can you help me with this? Or they'll like search me out for mentorship or, 
just like to help them do something it's those moments where I'm like okay I'm like I'm making a change I'm doing something important here um but then there's other times where I'm like oh this fucking place (laughs) right um but I mean I feel like you're gonna find that in every job and it's just it's just finding the pros and cons and um the military there's just a lot of of just rules and regulations that you find yourself having to work around where and I feel like that's everywhere, right? Like that's going to be in the civilian sector too. But um, it's just, I don't know. I am ready to be done with the military. To, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but to like retire from the military and hang up my uniform. But uh, just not yet, I don't think. So, but, yeah. and I mean, I may get to 20, like six years may pass and I still may have that mindset. Like just not yet. Yeah. Um, but I do think, and this is just me, I think at 20 years, I'm going to turn that decision over to the kids. You know, I don't think it'll be about me anymore. Um, I'll ask them, you know, like, are you done with this? Are you ready to, to settle down? And if, if they are, like, if they're done with us leaving and going TDY and deploying and moving, um, I think that'll be enough for me to, to hang up the uniform because, you know, right now they're kind of at our own, they're at our mercy, you know, they're living their lives based on our careers and their experience and things that a lot of children never get to experience. But I think, uh, when I hit 20 years, that decision will turn over to them. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a family decision. It's just, it'll be a tough one either way. Like, yeah. like staying would be a tough one or getting out would be a tough one. It's just, because I mean, like, like, let's say I'm at 19 years and I'm on the chief list. Like I made it right. Um, I don't just get to pick that rank and wear it. I have to sign a contract that says like, they're going to give me that rank and I have to give back to the military. Right. Like you put on this rank and you're giving us, I think it's three years for chief. Yeah. Um, so once you put it on, you gotta, you gotta stay in for three years. Um, so if like that came up, that would have to be a family decision, but at the same time, it'd be hard to turn down, you know, like, like, Hey, they want you to be the highest enlisted rank there is to lead and guide people. And I think for me, that one would be hard. But like, if I'm still, like if I make master, I'm still a master sergeant at 19 years. She gone. She gone. I'm out. <laughs> we'll see till they dangle that senior strap in front of you. Well, you're like, Hey, you're on the track to chief. Here I don't, it is. I think if it took me that long, if it takes me from now to 19 years to make senior, I don't think I'll, I'll make chief. If I put on senior quickly, like maybe in my first or second cycle, I'd think about it. Um, but if it, like, if I was at 19 years and then I was on the senior list, I don't think that'd be enough to, to hold me over for another three years. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't know. It's, uh, the way I see it, it just has, I have to be really fed up with the military and then just depending on what, like where we're at with the kids and I guess our whole situation, it's, it'll take me a lot to decide to get out if I still have the opportunity to stay in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just everything, right? Like where we're at in our position, uh, how our careers going, how it is with the kids, how they feel and the opportunities that are around us. If we decide to get out, you know, the one that gets me is I just see, and I've seen it more often now than not. And I think it's just like, as I progress through rank and I get into new positions, I have more visibility than I did when I was an airman. But um, just seeing like the sheer amount of senior master sergeants and chiefs 
who are living on their own at a duty station while their family stayed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something I'm willing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I see it so much where it's like, my kids don't want to move anymore, so they're staying at this place with their mom or with their dad, and I'm here to finish out this enlistment. Mm, yep, nope. Yeah. That's something that, like, I'm not going to leave my family for three years just to progress through a career that I could be retired from. Um, and that's that's a personal opinion for me. I don't know, like, how other people feel about that, but I just – it seems so common now, you know? Even for just master sergeants where people are like, hey, I'm not – like, we're not moving anymore. The kids are settled. They love it here. They love their friends. They're in all these extracurriculars, and I'm just not going to move them again for two more years or three more years. Um, and, yeah, that's – that would be a deal breaker for me for sure. Yeah. I think the people that do it, they see it more like uh like somebody that's going on a deployment or doing a an overseas tour. Yeah. Like a three sixty five to Korea or something. And I mean something like that, that's out of our control, right? Like if, if they were like, Hey Holly, you have to go to Korea for a year, that would suck major, right? But that's out of my control in my enlistment right now. Yeah. If I was at retirement eligibility, like I could click the button and they were like, hey, you have to go on a two-year to Japan. Uh, she gone. Like, <laughs> like, no way would I do that. That wouldn't be an option for me if the option to click the button for retirement was available. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just that's just me, though. Two years is a long time. Yeah. It's a real long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, 14 years in, biggest le- lesson you've learned? Biggest lesson I've learned in 14 years. Putting so. you on the spot. Oh, um. Honestly, just ask for ask for help. Ask people who know more than you. Uh, I struggle with that a lot as an airman, and even as a baby staff sergeant, I struggle with that. Um, and I think it just took me finding the right mentors that were like, "Bro, you're always not gonna know something, and you have yeah. to ask." Um. And. Yeah, I think that would be my biggest lesson. It's just like you're not gonna know everything, and I'm a researcher. I'm a an AFI reader, <laughs> if you will. Bless you. Thank you. And so, like, if the answer's out there, I'm gonna find it. But just because the answer's in black and white doesn't mean it tells you what to do. That's a tough one too. Yeah. Uh, I know. I still I still struggle with that a lot, and the biggest reasoning is not wanting to look stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, I get that, but I think I'm at a point where I'm just like, if I don't know, I want someone to tell me because, yeah. like, I can read the rules and the regulations and understand it, but that's not going to help me with the experience that someone else may have already gone through. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, like, I learned this as a baby staff sergeant. Um, I wrote one of my airman paperwork for like just straight up lying about a bunch of appointments. Like we caught her in the lie. She admitted to it and I wrote her paperwork. Um, Well, at the time my supervisor gave me paperwork. Well, like wrote me up is the equivalent. My supervisor wrote me up for writing her up. Um, And oh man, I was heated. And it took a lot for me to like put on my professional face in that in that moment because it's like well I'm a supervisor if I'm getting reprimanded for being a supervisor um 
and I had to reach out to someone like a mentor um, and she told me you know like that paper means nothing like it literally says like I sent her the the write-up that I got and she was like it literally says you're a supervisor and your supervisor didn't like it so like (laughs) who cares so I went to like after talking to her and like calming myself down I went and did the process of where you can like give your side of the story and the legal counsel that helps you was like this is stupid like throw it out now like you cannot keep this she did her job as a supervisor if you don't like it give that person a new supervisor um and the the paperwork went away like it didn't stick but oh man in that moment had I had like not been professional and really said what I was thinking I could have got myself in a lot of trouble (laughs) but just being able to reach out and say like hey like talk me down talk me through this um asking like seeking out help from somebody who has been through experiences uh it's just helped me be a better NCO in general because I'll straight up tell people I'll be like hey like can you do this and I'll be like nope but I know this person who can or let me a lot of it is um just admin stuff for the military right and I'm like you know who I'm good friends with the superintendent at MPF let me call him and see <laughs> you know and it's uh build relationships that's another one just like meet people get out there yeah and that's good advice for anything that you do and not just the military talk to people yeah don't stay in a hole network find mentors find people that'll help you ask the question figure out the answers yeah it's uh but i mean i'm eligible for e7 this year so um i will my my epr closes out in november i think November. That's a perform, perform, performance report. Yeah, performance Sheesh. report. Um, so that closes out in November, and then I will find out if I promote in May. In May. In May. So we will see. Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, I'm nervous about it. Like I'm not. I'm not expecting it, but I really hope. I have high hopes. So we'll see what happens. Me too. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. It would be a... I'm trying to be that stay-at-home dad. <laughs> you just said you're never leaving the military. Yeah, you're going to be like a crusty old senior master sergeant. That'll be like, yeah. how long have you been at? 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> good morning, senior. Who said it was a good morning? <laughs> <laughs> you have the coffee cup that never gets washed. It's just like brown on the inside. <laughs> it's a nice day today. What are you, a fucking weatherman? <laughs> What's that movie? Uh, we Were Soldiers. <laughs> He's always talking to that sergeant major. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's definitely been a wild ride, but I'm so thankful of uh, of everything that I've gained from the military. But um, we'll see. We'll see where the next six years like, takes us. Yeah. I, I've, honest, I've honestly like looked back at – what would I've done had I not joined the military? And I don't know. I probably would have gone to school and got all these student loans and put myself in debt and probably never graduate, to be honest. And then I would have probably, like, gone to some technical school and and got and find a, or get a trade that way yeah. and then just make a living that way. Yeah, I mean, I just – uh I don't know. Like, I don't know where life will lead. Everything always is. I don't know. We're due to move in two years. So um, depending on where that location is, it could be our last, you know. So 
Yeah, it definitely it's, could be. Because um, when I'll be, you'll be at 18, I'll be at 16, and our assignments are normally three to four years. So wherever wherever that next assignment is, you know, depending on the experiences we have there, it could be it could be it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll be at 18 and a half years. Holy moly! Yeah, you have to extend to stay in or to take the assignment, huh? Yeah. Dang, you're an old man. I am an old man. You'll you're, be retirement eligible be when? When you're 39? Yes. 39. Thir- 39. Uh, I'll be eligible to retire. Dang. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. All righty. You got anything else? I don't think so. <laughs> Doing weird faces at me. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, we got nothing else for you this week. Uh, 14 years in the Air Force for Holly. Whoop. Yeah. All right, baby. All right, guys. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see you all next week. Later.